0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you because you're special, even though you haven't done shit today. Um, what's going on? How are you? How are you hanging in there? I'm fucking hanging in there. I got my last road date. God damn it. I was in St. Louis, Denver,
1: Minneapolis, Reno, San Jose, Atlanta, Long Beach,
0: fucking somewhere else. I know I missed something. Detroit, Milwaukee, and now I'm in Vegas. Then this fucking run is done. It's over. I get to chill out. Come back and enjoy Thanksgiving week. I'm very, very thankful to be doing that. I will be doing some press during the week because, you know, show business never sleeps. Um, F is for family. Season five is coming out. (laughs) I think I know the date. Is it November? I thought it was a day after Thanksgiving. Or is it on Thanksgiving? I don't know. It's coming out this week. The last one. We wrap it up, people. We wrap it up with the Murphy family. F is for family season five. What do we got here? F is for family season five. F is for family season five. Why won't you just say when it's coming out? Season five. Jesus Christ. Date. November 25th. Bam. 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 The fifth and final one. Very proud um, of this series. And I was psyched that they let us know that this was the last season so we could, you know, if we thought we were going to do another season. We would have ended it with some sort of cliffhanger, but instead we got to wrap it up. So it'll be very satisfying, hopefully with the fans. Um, and if it isn't, then we will we're the torture's over. <laughs> <laughs> I love people when they get mad at a season finale like a, a, a series finale. Well, that wasn't satisfying at all. Like, how much is it really the show? Like, was the series finale not satisfying, you know, to that level? Or is, is it really that your life isn't that satisfying? And now that this show is over, you don't have a new show to distract you from the things that you need. You know you need to take care of, them, and you're not taking care of them. And all of a sudden, you're just, you're, you're just not looking at the TV, and you're just looking around the room. Ah, you're looking at your life. <laughs> TV turns off, and you catch a reflection on the flat screen. Is that me? What the fuck happened to me? Right? Like in one of those those crazy movies that that fucking guy makes there, the Mulholland Drive guy. I, I did I tell you I watched Eraserhead? I finally saw that thing, man. Um, David something or other. I just can't imagine if you hit that guy like telling his parents, "What the fuck is this thing here?" I literally slid the finger, you know, on, on my little thing here on my laptop. all of a sudden, this thing fucking comes up, says, what can I help you with? Well, you can, first of all, you can introduce yourself. Who the fuck are you? And it starts, everything I'm saying, it's like voice texting. Like writing across the screen. These goddamn things. What did I say, Eraserhead? Eraserhead. The original. Directed by David Lynch. Jesus Christ. I bet after a racer head when they go, Hey, you want to go see, I got made another movie. You want to come down? Ah, uh, you know what? I just realized I had something to do. <laughs> I just want to know what we did wrong. Do you make these movies because of us? Was it something we did? Were you born this way? Can you just let us know what it is, David? Um, Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, season five, F is for family, wrapping it up. Um, You know, thanks to Gomont, Netflix, Mike Price, and everybody who made it happen. Uh, What a ride. Vince Vaughn, Beta Billingsley, Victoria Vonneguts, list a million people. All right. Um, Mo Collins, forgot to give her a shout out last week. There's a million people that worked on the show. Um, So, thank you to everyone. And I hope you guys, uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. And then my life, I think, I want to say, is going to slow down a little bit because I've been on the road, and I'll tell you something. Going on the road, going to the airport, walking by the Cinnabons and the fucking, all the goddamn, the fuck was that noise? I swear to God, everybody on my fucking block is redoing their goddamn house. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. If I'm not hearing the sound of a fucking leaf blower, somebody's got a jackhammer, I'm going nuts. You know, I'm a comedian. I try to take my old man nap during the day. I got young kids, right? My son goes down for his nap. My daughter, you know, she's at school. I fucking, I try to take a nap. I just, you know, I'm a light sleeper. I'm not a relaxed guy. I don't know if you guys know that. I was always envious of those people. They could just like fucking sleep in a train station. Like you ever see somebody and you're like, is that person homeless or are they one of those people that can just sleep anywhere? You know, you know, those people you get on a plane and before people even done boarding, they're already asleep. You know, like a dog, you know, how dogs do that. The second they I don't have to chase anything, they're not worried about intruders. They're just their eyes get heavy and their body just shuts down and they go to sleep. And I never understood that until I started getting acting work. And they'd be like, all right, you have a little break. Just go back to your trailer for a second. You'd be like, all right. And you'd sit in your trailer and for like three minutes and all of a sudden you're like, oh my, I could sleep for fucking eight hours right now. I think your body just, that goes back to like caveman days. Where like at any second, you know, some predator could just come into the cave and you had to run for your fucking life. So... If the coast was clear, your body's like, all right, well, if we're not going to be, if there's no reason for us to up like a laptop, we're going to power down now and save the battery life because God forbid, God forbid. Um, I was always amazed at people that could do shit like that. Um, I never could do that shit. I'm a fucking, I'm a light sleeper, you know? Anything happens, I fucking, my eyes open up and then I'm walking downstairs with the, my little mini fucking whatever, I, you know, golf club, a fucking bat, whatever I have underneath there. <laughs> whatever blunt object I can fucking find, you know. Oh god, is there anything worse than having a fight in your underwear? I've never had it done. I've never had to do that, but I would just think that that's you just got to feel so exposed. That's another reason why the fucking UFC and professional fighters are so tough, is they fight in their underwear. You know? Just walking. I mean, the boxers don't. They come in with their shorts on. You know? Those hooker boots, right? But, like, the fucking UFC people, they come in, they're, like, bare. They literally look like... You know what's amazing? If you ever broke into a fucking UFC fighter's fucking house at night... I mean, they're just ready to go. I mean, not only do they have the training, they're dressed the same way they do when they go into the fucking octagon. I mean, just how fucked you are. Um, man, they must sleep great, provided they didn't have a fight that night, you know what I mean? Or that week or whatever, however long it takes them to recover. Do you know if you got a black belt and something, you know? But then again, you are going to sleep. And if you do combat all the time, there's people always attacking you. Maybe you become nervous to sleep. I don't know how it works. I don't, I don't know if you know this about you, uh, about me, guys. I was never in the professional fight game. I know that surprises you. I know that's something where you're kind of like, well, hey, Bill, you know, the way you, uh, you know, describe fat people at airports, I would have thought you had some sort of uh, martial arts background. Well, surprisingly not, you know, I'm full of surprise people. It's not the case. So I've been on the road and uh, hit the elliptical and doing all of that shit, but I'm sort of on a holding pattern trying to lose weight. I mean, you just can't fucking lose weight if you go on the road. You can maintain. You can maintain. That's the best I've been able to do. And then I tweaked my fucking shoulder Um, once again. I didn't fuck it up again. I just tweaked it, so I just had somebody work it out for me. Hey, work it out, okay, baby? All right. Um, I get all fucking frustrated with it and shit. So, um, I don't know. So back to the drawing board. So now I have to lower the weight that I'm using, and it's just like, I don't know. I have a couple of dumb bets out there that I think I'm going to lose. Okay, I have a bet with Paul Versey that when I turn 70, I'm going uh, to be able to do 10, 10 fucking pull-ups I mean, he could have won that bet if I said I'd be able to do it at 50. And I made the bet when I was like 47. And the second I made that bet, I don't know what happened. (laughs) My shoulders just went on me. So trying to work my way back. Um, And then I have another bet. I have a bet that at some point, Kyler Murray is – is going to have a weight issue. Something about his face. I don't know what it is. I just think there's <laughs> going to be a moment when in the next five years where they're going to say, you know, you know, he put on some weight during the off season. He, he could have been in better shape. I don't know what. I just need him to, if he wins MVP or a couple of playoff games, I don't know what it is. I'm just, I look at his face and he just, it, I see it in there. I actually made a bet with somebody about that. Those are my two dumb bets. You got any dumb bets out there? You know, what's the dumbest thing you ever gambled on? You know? I made money with on Verzi. We went to a, uh the masters in 2010, and we were gambling on the turtles. We were on like the, I don't forget what hole we were on. It's the one that has the water right in front of the hole. Oh really Bill it's probably most of them. It's after Amen Corner, and there's a par three right after it, perpendicular to it. I used to know what hole it was, um, fifteen or something like that. And then I think the the par three was a was it sixteen? I think I don't know what. But we were sitting there just waiting for him to come through, and um, there were turtles sitting on rocks, and we were gambling on which turtle would go under the water next, which was really easy. It's like the one with the driest shell. And uh, you know, Paul wasn't. You know, he wasn't good at it. He's Italian. You know, they they like stuff that's shiny. They gravit towards gravitate towards that. Everything's got to be fucking right. You know, furniture, the rug, the carpet, white leather. You know, pristine. You know, so I think he saw that shine on the. On, on the <laughs> I wish he was here to hear this. <laughs> He saw the shell and it was like, it was glittering like the chain around his neck and he just couldn't lay off. And I actually, I actually made some money on that. I really have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about right now. Um, Oh, another thing. I watched the rough cut of my potential special from Red Rocks. Um, Oh my God. If you want to fucking hate yourself, watch yourself for a good hour and a half uh, on a rough cut that isn't uh, color corrected. And it isn't mixed or anything. It sounds like you're bombing. They have the crowd super low. And, um, oh, my God. I walked out of there. I was like, I don't know if I've ever been funny in my life. And everybody's like, no, dude, it's great. It's great. I'm telling you, it's great. We're going to mix it. Everything will look fucking great. That's what everything is. I remember talking to this guy the first time he ever made a movie. I was a movie I was a fan of. And I met this director. And he goes, you know what's funny about that? That was my first movie. And when I looked at the, the initial rough cut, he goes, I thought I had ruined my life because he, oh, he's making an independent movie after having done some studio things. And he was so, like, distraught that he got off the subway and left the cut of the movie on the train. I never had – that must have not have been The Master or something like that. I don't know what. He just left it on the fucking train. <laughs> Oh, shit. So anyway, I got through it, though. I was psyched. They used to take me, you know, in my early specials. This is the level of self-loathing that I had that it would take me like, and this is back, I just had to look at an hour of stuff. And I would be like, all right, I'm going to do like 12 minutes a day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I'll be done by Friday. And I would literally do that and I would watch and I would think, I would feel like I was coming up on 10 minutes and I'd only watched three minutes. I mean, it was fucking, I don't know what it was. It was bananas. Like I could literally could not, I couldn't handle it. And now I've gotten to the point um, I sat down and I watched all of this shit granted cause I was watching it with other people. So I was like, all right. And I just kept staring at the time code Ah, oh, fuck. 17 minutes.
2: <laughs> Look at my head.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, God, I'm old. I mean, that's all you're thinking. You can't hear the fucking jokes. It's so, it's a fucking, but I got through it. So now the fun part, you know, I made some notes and stuff, and uh, we're going to tighten the thing up, and then you lock it. This is what we want. And then they color correct it and then they make it look great. You are like, oh, my God, I do like myself. Uh, liquid death, everybody. I love liquid death. Good for them. Good for them. Doing something about these water bottles, man. Do your part. Drink liquid death. All right. Let's try to fucking leave something for young people and the animals. You know, and the the fucking animals that date all those women. Liquid death is death to plastic. There are enough plastic bottles on the planet and you don't need to help create more. Liquid death is an easy way to do your part. I love liquid death. Not only because it's great for the environment, it's delicious. It's ice cold water in an aluminum can that tastes so much better. Everything tastes better in an aluminum can versus plastic. Your soda, everything. A can just tastes fucking better. It's delicious. I love it. My, 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 my refrigerator is stocked with them and these aren't freebies from Liquid Death. I go to my local Whole Foods, Soto Sopa Whole Foods and I stock my refrigerator with them. I love them. Absolutely love them. I can't say enough. I love this company. Because liquid... Okay, the water is giving uh, me life. Why do they call it liquid death? Because liquid death will brutally murder your thirst. Murder. And these aluminum tall boys are infinitely recyclable, so they're bringing death to plastic bottles. Death to plastic. Uh, If you have one, crack open a can while you're recording and take a gulp. I would have loved to have done that. But it's way over there. My fucking... My, uh, my refrigerator there. Liquid Death also donates 10% of the profits to help kill plastic pollution forever. Try to think of something more hardcore than that. Spoiler, you can't. Liquid Death. Get some today. They're badass. All right, Roman, everybody. When the moment for intimacy arrives, you need to be ready. Roman ready. Whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, that's hilarious. Whether you're tired of banging her or Worried you know, you're going to be so excited, you're going to get in your head. Having the confidence that comes from preparation means you're free to enjoy the moment when the moment comes. Even though you're far from ordinary, the truth is erectile dysfunction is really common. In fact, 52% of guys age 40 to 70 experience some form of erectile dysfunction. Go to GetRoman.com slash Burr now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction. And get $15 off your first month of treatment. ED is more common than most people think. In fact, 52% of men between the ages of 40 and 70 will experience some form of erectile dysfunction. The benefits of ED treatment can help you reconnect with your partner and rediscovered the joy of sex. Roman Ready is confidence personified. It is the self-assurance that comes from knowing you've prepared yourself for the moment when intimacy arrives. Roman's system is completely confidential and totally discreet. No big logos or labels on packages. With Roman, you know, with Roman... (laughs) I'm glad they do that. You wouldn't want to order that stuff and everybody knows, you know. You know, you got a floppy sock there. Uh, Roman... With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S.-licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, and discreet but sometimes it hangs a little to the left. Thank you. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman, R-O-M-A-N, dot com slash burr, B-U-R-R, and complete an online visit. Take care of your erectile dysfunction without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a U.S.-licensed healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash burr today, and if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this fall. Roman ready. Oh, look who it is, everybody. Noom. Noom. You know, when it comes to losing weight, something I can't seem to do, there's a lot of pressure out there to label foods good or bad. But that just creates unnecessary dilemmas. Noom is here to change how we see food with a psych- psychologically based approach that looks at what you eat but also how you eat. I should sign up for this because I could understand why that when I'm lonely on the road, I go right to that drawer of candy and just start eating, you know? Like Billy, Billy Fatface on Halloween. Instead of making you feel guilt or regret, Noob empowers you to keep going. Not everyone wants to be on a strict diet or do two a days at the gym or drink questionable teas. Uh, instead of trying to cram your life into someone else's idea of health, try Noom. Noom uses a psychology-based approach to find a healthier balance that's moldable to your life and as a result, more sustainable. See, that's the big thing, the sustainability. Everybody else is just showing you how to cut weight, you know, and then you just balloon back up, right? At least that's what I do. You don't need rules to lose weight, just the knowledge and wisdom to empower you to build smarter, more sustainable habits. Noom's Weight Cognitive Behavioral Approach helps you better understand your relationship with food, how to be more mindful of your habits, and gives you the knowledge and support you need for long-lasting change. 75% of Noom users finish the program and more than 60% of users engage with with the program keep the weight off for a year or more. That's what I'm talking about. Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash MMP. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash M-M-P. Oh, look who it is, everybody. Simply Safe. If you ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there is no better time than right now. This week, my friends at Simply Safe are giving my listeners early access to their all, all their Black Friday deals, You know, I saw that out of my peripheral of my eye, and I thought it was for all black families. 50% of their award-winning home security. I love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor and outdoor cameras. That's a good idea, though. They should give a discount in February for black families. You know, you could come off as progressive. You'll sell more stuff. You know, it's an idea, right? Right. Then women would bitch.
1: You know, Valentine's Day is also in February. How come we don't get a discount
0: on Simply Safe? Is it cause we're Hawaii? And then he got a shit show. Dumb idea. Sorry, Simply Safe. I love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send uh, help the instant you need it. Simply Safe was even named Best Home Security System of 2021 by US News and World Report. You can easily customize the system for your home online in minutes and even get free custom recommendations from Simply Safe. These are Simply Safe's biggest discounts of the year. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100. Uh, there are no long term contracts or commitments. It's a really easy way to start feeling a bit more peace of mind. Take advantage of Simply Safe early black Friday deals and get 50% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com slash burr. Again, that's simply slash burr for 50% off your entire system. Okay. Lastly, but certainly not leastly stamps.com. You know, you've heard me talk about stamps.com. They've been sponsoring the show for over nine years now. And if you haven't tried it, what are you waiting for? We got to do something on a 10 year anniversary. Um, about some stamps here uh whether you're selling online or running an office or a side hustle hey we don't care what you're shipping over here okay keep aside. out of it. stamps.com can save you so much time money and stress during the holidays access all the post office and ups shipping services you need without taking the tip the trip oh the trip okay and get discounts the tip i'm still thinking about the roman and get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and six percent off UPS. Going to the post office instead of using stamps.com is kind of like taking the stairs instead of the elevator. Just going up a couple of floors, sure, take the stairs. Walking up 30 flights a day, you could use a break. If you spend more than a few minutes a week dealing with mail and shipping, Stamps.com is a lifesaver. You'll save so much time and money, you'll wonder why you didn't start sooner. Save time and money this holiday season with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code Burr for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and enter Burr. So, um, anyway, I got Vegas this weekend, baby! Vegas, baby! Um, I got one show Friday and one show Saturday. They call me Billy One Show. Oh, Billy fucking uh, bags under the ice. It's got one show Friday, one show Saturday, and then I'm hanging around to go to the Raiders. The formerly Oakland, Los Angeles, back to Oakland Raiders. I'm going to that Um. And I think that's, they're in the perfect town, the perfect town for where the fan base dresses up and all of that shit. The Vegas, you know, they should have some fucking, you know, they should bring some Vegas showgirls out, you know, with a patch over their eye, looking like truck stop horse. Um, that's what I would do, get a little theme going. Vegas loves the theme. No, that's not why they're in the perfect location. They're in the perfect location because they were in Oakland, they were in L.A., then back to Oakland, and now they moved to Vegas. And if you look on on your maps, boys and girls at home, that creates a triangular shape of fans, right? L.A. fans, Oakland fans never gave up the Raiders when they went down to L.A. They still fucking were watching them. They hated that they moved. And then when they came back, they loved them even more. They brought him back, and then they left again. Oakland was like dating a stripper, and they didn't realize it, right? L.A. still loves the Raiders. So you got two cities that still love them, and then they're in Vegas. So every fucking drunk that's going out there for his bachelor party is like,
1: dude, let's schedule my bachelor party around the fucking weekend when the Raiders are playing my team.
0: Yeah, I was trying to get tickets. It was really fucking hard. Uh, Not a lot of tickets. Not a lot of uh, tickets available out there. Granted, it is the, you know, maybe people will take them for granted after a while. Can you imagine if they fucking move again? You know? You know who I think they go next? Probably Grand Junction, Ohio. I mean, uh, Colorado. But they probably end up in Salt Lake City. And that would be fucking hilarious. You know, all those Flanders looking white people out there trying to look like pirates. <laughs> <laughs> All of those holier-than-thou fucking guys with the cum-white hair and the fucking, you know, nine wives. They all got to show up, you know, how big that stadium would have to be if everybody brought their wives. Um, they probably don't do that, you know. They probably bring, like, you know, whoever, whatever wife was the best that week
1: to the jazz game. You know, oh if you're going to do that, you better make a better loaf of bread. You want to go to that? <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, well, you know, I don't know. Don't tell me. Show me. Wife number four has been crushing it. You need to be more like her.
0: Then all of a sudden, wife number four, he gets really sick out of nowhere because wife number seven poisoned her because she's fucking jealous and she wants to see John Morant that weekend. It's a slippery slope having more than one wife. You've seen The Real Housewives? Can you imagine having nine of those fucking things? You can do it in Utah. I don't think they have cell phones out there yet where you can really just fucking rule with an iron fist. Let's look up domestic violence in Utah. Let's all, this this would be a great Google shoot. Do Mormons beat their wives? <laughs> All right, Mormon Settlement Fund. BSA sexual abuse claims. All right, that's pretty pedestrian. You see that in every state. Lawsuit filed versus Mormon Church. Get to, okay, major victory, sexual abuse attorneys. Oh, look at this. Dude, you know those Mormons, they just stole that from us Catholics. Fucking unoriginal people. What'd you do something else. Um uh, What 75 years in the Mormon Church taught me about assault? Taught you? You were in it for 75 years. How about you finally figured it out? The most shocking thing about the outing of Rob Porter this week. When is this from? 2018. Who's Rob Porter? That just sounds like a Utah name, huh? How you doing, Rob Rob Porter? Real estate. Uh, This week is that, uh, not that there is another accused wife batterer in the White House. The fuck is this? It's who did the outing. His Mormon ex-wives. Oh my God. Why didn't they all gang up on him? Mormon women pretty, why are you blaming the victim? I'm just saying, you know what I mean? He wakes up one morning. You guys are all standing at the top of the hill behind the house like fucking Braveheart. Ladies, ladies, relax. Well, I'm sorry. He just fucking kick his ass. Mormon women pretty reliably show up in comedy and drama as naive, passive, and sweet mothers. Gentle women who do not take the reins in blowing up an abuser and a criminal. Yeah, that's because the scripts are written by Hollywood liberals. Um... She couldn't be a strong woman if she puts up with that. Uh, In bringing down Porter, Jenny Willoughby. Oh, Willoughby. Jeannie Willoughby and Colby Holderness. Are these real names? Defied their church bishops who had dismissed their allegations about he punched and choked them and instead went public. They shared photographs and deeds, good for them, of the alleged abuse and refused to back down, even in the face of of a president who doubts them. Oh, this was that Trump hate. I mean, let's try to fucking keep it where it belongs. All right, with your fucking husband here. Rob Porter. Let's see let's see what old Rob Porter's doing now. Rob Porter, Utah Today. You know, I recently got remarried. You know, to four women putting my life back together. Well, let's see here. Would you look at this fucking guy? You know, I can see him. Get, you can look at the back of his neck. He can tell he gets angry. Rob Roger Robert Roger Porter is an American lawyer and former political. Let's get to the controversy, personal life, domestic abuse allegations. <laughs> The more sections you have on your fucking Wikipedia, the worse it gets. Rob Porter, that just sort of breaks you down. Then it's political career, personal life, domestic abuse allegations. Um, all right. In late two, November 2017, a girlfriend of Porter's alerted her friend, White House counsel Bla- Don McGann, regarding Porter's anger problems. Porter's ex wife, oh, Willoughby, had sought and received a three-day emergency protective order against him in June 2010. So they had to put up with this for another seven years. Photographs of Holderness with a black eye and her detailed accounts of Porter's alleged abuse were also made public. Oh, my God, dude. That's just like, let him go to sleep, get a fucking skillet, and then put him in the backyard. Despite their testimonies, and evidence presented Porter denied his ex-wife's allegation.
1: They were fighting with each other.
0: I was at work and resigned from his staff. She got kicked by a fucking oxen and resigned from his staff secretary post after they became public. Oh, Willoughby stated, I don't want to be married to him. I would not recommend anyone to date him or marry him, but I definitely want him wait, but I definitely want him in the White House and the position he is in. I think his integrity and ability to do the job is impeccable. She's protecting that alimony. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. You you wouldn't want to date the guy or be married to him because he'll kick the shit out of the woman, but I would love him to be in the White House because I think his integrity and his ability to do the job are impeccable. Well, you know, hats off to her for being able to separate the man at home versus the man at work. Porter resigned from his position at the White House as White House Staff Secretary. I don't even remember this. I guess this is an old story. Uh, Porter has said the allegations are false and are part of a coordinated smear campaign by what? His wives? The Washington Post reported that the White House Counsel thought him again. is known since January. Uh, all right. Wow. I mean, that's a fucking. That's a situation, man. You got all those wives and then you start smacking them around. You got to eventually know they're coming for the crown, right? Can't do that. You got to be a sweetheart. Oh, my God. More than one wife. Oh, my God. If I had like four wives, I would just wake up in the morning and just be like,
1: hey, ladies. How's it going? Yeah, everybody looks
0: lovely. No one more so than the other. What are you guys feeling like you'd like for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't get up. Don't get up. Are you feeling oatmeal? You want pancakes? I'm a little sugary. You want eggs? Savory? Crush breakfast and then I get the fuck out of there. You know, do the dishes and I would get the fuck out of there. Then I come home. You know, after working all day to support their four fucking mouths, right? And then the first thing I would ask them is I would ask them how their day was. I think I could hold that front up for about three days. And before I would just be like, listen. You guys ever see Flavor of Love? All right, that's right. I forgot I didn't allow you guys to watch TV. Well, it was a reality show on VH1 where Flavor Flav had to choose between like 10 or 12 women, you know? I'd like to get, picked that show up here at home in about episode 11 when he was down to four women. Okay, here's the deal. I still want to be married, but not to all of you. All right? One of you guys is going to win, and it all depends on your behavior over the weekend. All right? Now, here's the deal. Sex is off the table. It's too fucking easy. Okay? If it's just going to be sex, I'm still going to be married to all four of you on Monday. Okay? What I'm looking for right now... Stop crying. What I'm looking for is the intangibles. Sorry, that's me as a fucking... Is it a polygamist? A polygamist? Um, all right. Monogamist? Um... Okay, well, that's the podcast, everybody. Uh, everybody, yeah, yeah. Who is that? Move your body,
2: yeah, yeah. Backstreet Boys, all right. Whatever the fuck it was, all
0: right. Um, that's the podcast. But before we go, we have me and Paul Versi's uh, Bet MGM um, segment here, where we talk about our picks and all that. And uh, our little gambling thing there. And after that, we'll have a bonus um, episode, half-hour episode of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast from a Greatest Hits one from, a I don't know, a Thursday about a year ago, I don't know, a couple of years ago, however, Andrew does it. All right, thank you, guys, uh, and enjoy the bet MGM
3: what's up everybody it is week 11 of the NFL and we are back with our bet MGM NFL segment here guys bet MGM this season as you know uh the anything better podcast has teamed up with them we're having such a great time we'll be using bet MGM lines the best lines the most reliable lines to make all of our picks and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week if you haven't signed up yet We've got a special offer for our listeners right now. Sign up for a new BetMGM account. Use the code word BRR, okay? Burr. Okay, B U R R. Could not be more easy, and you'll get fifty dollars free uh, bet just by signing up. You're gonna get fifty dollars just by signing up. Go to the app, sign up, use B U R R as the code, and uh, that's it, guys. Uh, you don't need. To, uh, you don't even need to make a deposit, dude. They're just giving you money. All right, to get in the, in the game, Paul. Yes. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use a bonus code Burr B-U-R-R. You'll get $50 free to bet uh use for this week's game. Now, um, apparently we messed up last week. We thought it was the week nine. We messed up as week 10, as far as just telling people. People are hitting us up going, it's week 10 because there's a bye week. That was uh that was the issue. Okay. Now. We had an interesting. I thought week. we messed up because I went zero four last week. Well, y- you did something that's never been done before it, since we've been doing this Jimmy the Greek thing. You did the unimaginable, and then and then followed it with the unforgivable. Which well, is I was almost- being
1: carried off the field on on people's shoulders a week ago, and then last week now now I'm like I'm like Ed Ogeron. I won the title. You know I'm from the
2: state. Y'all yeah. like me. I'm going to be here like forever. Better, two I years like, later.
3: Right. Get the fuck out of here. I feel like the way you did it was better. It kind of, like you said, it's a game of runs. You just showed how you could give it back. It's like going to. No, two. you know what happened, Paul? I talk shit.
2: That's
1: All what right. happened. I go, look at me against the spread. Not like these guys on the money line. And then they said, oh, yeah, Bill.
2: Slap. 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 Slap.
1: <laughs> and 4 And I hate well, this week.
3: I, I couldn't, I couldn't fucking yeah. spot a winner. All right. Well, here's Go the ahead. thing. If I you guys, first. if you guys are paying attention and following me and Bill, which I know that you are, this is how tight the race is right now. Uh, myself, Paul Versey, is 20 and 20 after 40 picks. And uh, my guy, Bill Burr is twenty nineteen and one. He is remaining a half-game lead because he has a push. And he, and here's the good thing, Bill. We are still 500 or above week I 10. Mean, bear,
1: I'm not talking any more shit after this week. I don't know about this one. Paul, what's yeah. hilarious to me is that it's almost 11 o'clock in the morning and your eyes are puffy like you got up at 5 a.m. Oh, dude, you know me. Nobody
3: sleeps like Paul. I mean, no, I was out. Call. I, was, I was sleeping like an angel. <laughs> I was sleeping. From the west like, coast I look more awake than you. I know. I was sleeping like an angel. The alarm went off. What are you going to do? I don't know what it is. I'll tell you what you're going to do. You get both your is. damn kids up and make them fucking pancakes. That's what you're going to do.
1: As your wife then comes down the stairs, oh, "I forgot you had a podcast. I could reheat these later." <sighs> That's why they outlive us, Paul.
3: All right. All right. So now but I you love get her. I love her, man. Uh, she's the best. Uh, you get first pick.
1: All right. I'm going to take Joe Burrows. Wah, bah, 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 bah. Going out to Vegas. Minus oh. one at the Raiders. Wow. You're not taking the Patriots. No, because I know what's going to happen. Okay. Paul, you're still going to ride that train? Now everybody knows what the fuck they are. They've won no. four in a row. They got I don't four like days rest. Who the hell's coming into town? I don't like their line, actually. No, they're Why playing. You telling me to take the Patriots, Paul. What are you trying to do to me, huh? You trying to make me go zero and eight? You motherfucker! All right, go ahead.
3: If somebody goes eight in a row wrong, we should, they should just pitch to be over. <laughs> it came over. You go eight in a row, dude. You go zero and
1: four two weeks in a row. It's called the shot in the head. Something we got to have the something.
3: All right, here we go. So no, if you taking- go
1: zero and four two weeks in a row, you're done. No, but then that ends the game. It's got to be All something. Right. You got to you have to do something. We'll figure it's it an out. Instant,
3: yeah, it's an instant cash prize to the other guy. If you go eight and if you go full, the unforgivable two weeks in a row, it's an instant five hundred bucks to, to the other guy.
1: All right, I like that. Yeah, and there's an asterisk next to your name, even if you win. <laughs> <laughs> you get the Roger Maris asterisk. That's fucking hilarious. All right, I like that. I'm
3: on the hot seat, Paul, and I I, I don't see a winner this week. All right, so you're taking Joe Burrows and the and the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals, yes, you said it right. Not the Bengals, the Bengals. All right. Ah, uh, God. Are the Raiders done? See, dude, now we're at the place where I don't know what a team is anymore. Cam Newton comes back and starts winning. I mean, what the hell's going on in the NFL? Yeah, they're running the Wildcat. It's it's Cam Newton. Did they, did they
1: forget the guy knows how to throw the ball? Yeah, it's true. Guy's got a great arm. I don't know what I don't know what they're doing. Cam Newton up the gut. Cam Newton around the side. It was so funny. They were trying to get rid of the guy. They were, they were scrubbing his face out of all the photos like fucking. Joseph Stalin. Or is it Joseph Paul?
3: I'm gonna oh take you haven't Frans- even
1: looked at these fucking things.
3: No, I have I really I literally opened it this morning. All right. Um uh, I'm the gonna take the San Francisco 49ers against the Jaguars because San Francisco, the way they looked, the way they looked against the Rams on Monday night was incredible. Uh the defense was all over the place. Jimmy's somebody G- come back. Jimmy G, the That, that was a different
1: team, man. That was Dude, a different that,
3: team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if and I think if San Francisco's gonna make a run, now's the time where they put it into fifth gear. I'm taking the Niners, minus six and a half on the road against the hapless Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm
1: staying away from the Jaguars for the rest of the year. Every time I bet them, I've lost. Um all right, I'm taking the Chiefs minus two and a half at home against the Cowboys. I don't Ooh. think the Chiefs are as bad as everybody's saying. Um, I think the Cowboys always fall apart this time of year. It's just what they do. It's just I don't know, Paul. I'm I'm literally I'm I'm swinging in the dark here. I Is like the Chiefs at the Chiefs at home minus two and a half. I think Andy Reid. Does that? Oh, Jesus. Andy Reid this time of year. Oh, Andy Reid. I mean, I know that one year he had a good time. No, this is good for him. He, he'll get you the fucking conference game. And once every 20 years, he gets the Super Bowl. I don't think this is one of those times. All right. I'm going to Why take did Andy the- Reid have to take a couple of hits there? Because I'm not sure about my bet. Is that what it is? Okay, go
3: ahead. What do you got? Yeah. That was such a projection of your insecurity of that bet.
1: I was already yelling at Andy Reid for not winning the bet. The only
3: thing you didn't do is call him a fat piece of shit during that.
1: Uh, well, I'm considering sit- I put on this COVID weight, I can't really call anybody a fat <laughs> piece
3: I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers minus three at home against Washington. Cam Newton's back. He's going against his old coach. Um, they seem to be rejuvenated, and I like the three points. And what Worst do you think about case- the team
1: from Washington last week? When they raped Tom Brady and the fucking Buccaneers. I had I had the Buccaneers just straight up kicked the shit out of them. You're I not was, buying
3: it. No, it's just a weird – things are happening weird right now. So I, this is literally shot in the dark, but i am take them, minus three. Okay.
1: All right, I'm going to take the Steelers getting five and a half in San Diego.
3: That's a fucking great pick. Fuck. That's a great pick, Bill. Well, I mean, it's been a while since I've had a great pick Paul. Oh my god, do I take the do I take the Tennessee Titans given 10 and a half against the fucking Texans? Oh, That's such oh, a dude, weird game.
1: Henry's out for the rest of the year. Ah, uh, all right, dude. If Henry's in that game, you're going to bet that, but the line's going to go up, obviously.
3: Yeah, dude, I'm really this week is this is a tough one, man. The uh fuck. <laughs> oh, no, dude, you're right. This is like sounded
1: like, like on like... when I took my SATs. Ah, this is a oh, fuck. This is a This is a tough one.
3: Uh...
1: I'm going B. You know I got like an 840 combined. Did you? And I took, like a, I took a I took a I took a an SAT prep course too. I was supposed to increase your score by I don't know how many points to get you into those one of those schools, you know, where white kids wear loafers. All
3: right, here we go. You ready? I'm going to ride this train. I'm going to go Division rival. I'm stupid. I'm going to ride this fucking train. I'm going division rival. I am riding the green Bay Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers came back, looked phenomenal after that whole COVID thing. Uh, He's playing in Minnesota, but the line is only one and a half. I'm going to take green Bay minus one and a half. Oh, I'm taking all points. This is set up. You know what's funny, Paul,
1: my division rivalry thing. I think, uh, Division rivalry and you're getting points at home. I like the Vikings plus one and a half, going head to head. Paul.
3: Oh, okay, all
1: right. There you go. I was sitting there, Winston, going, "Ah, shit." I knew once you said division rivalry, and I knew you loved the Packers. I'm like, he's not gonna go. He's not gonna go rogue on me and pick the and pick the Vikings. <laughs> Is that all four? Are we done? I'm done. I think you got one more.
3: Oh, I got one more. All right. Ah. Uh...
1: I'll tell you what's a weird game that Bills Colts. Is it 10?
3: That's seven.
1: seven. Seven. And they, Carson Wentz can fucking score points. Is that who is a, that who's their quarterback is? He can I'm score points. The Bills are like, they were like covering everything. The Bills were, I was riding the Buffalo train. Until and then all they of a fucking sudden, go they, to
3: Jacksonville.
1: Yeah. Then all of a sudden they just fucking, they're not covering. And the uh, Bill, the Steelers are actually uh Plus six and a half. I think you had said five and a half. Just want to clarify that for listeners. Oh, nice. i got to get my glasses so I have them, bro. Paul, what do you think about that Miami-New York Jets game? What do you think about that?
3: I was looking at the Miami-New York Jets. It's a division rival. What are you helping them out for? Jesus Christ.
1: No, it's not help. I I just curious what he thinks. All right, he, what do you got? He's I, picked the I I Jets at, twice. He picked Miami once. I'm curious. Sorry, I'm a little defensive. I'm almost No, no. Hey, here. listen. I right. got a gun to my head here. Leaning, leaning. Should I take my
3: it. New York? Should I take my <laughs> New York Giants on Monday night football games? I mean, that tennis. spread's
1: an insult to the Giants. That spread is an insult
3: <laughs> to oh, defensive you're minded You're egging me on, you <laughs> motherfucker.
1: No, who who are they playing?
3: The Bucks after a bad loss.
1: I know, and they're, they're like a double-digit underdog.
3: At home? The, the Giants are coming off a bye. No, it's in Tampa. Oh. It's in Tampa, dude. You know I what's know all about
1: weird? in Tampa? I mean, what do they got in Tampa? They got a basic stadium with that stupid boat. They got a ship, yeah. Yeah, is it really like... It looks like a fucking, you know... Waterworld place.
3: Bill, you're right about you're right about the weird game Colts Bills, but here's another weird one. cardinal Seahawks, two and a half point spread. Two after- two
1: hurt superstar quarterbacks. Well, I'll tell you right now, I'm staying away from the Seahawks. I fucking watched uh uh what's his face last week throwing. He definitely that finger is messed up. He had some of the worst throws I've seen of his career.
3: I'm gonna take my New York Football Giants. You know what? I've taken them five times this year, and I'm three and two with them with the spread. I'm gonna take my New York Football Giants Monday Night Football, coming back from a bye week. Saquon Barkley back. I think I'm not saying we're gonna win the game, but I like the ten and a half points. I'm gonna take the job. I'm gonna start that game up ten points. How about that? Is it ten or ten and a half? It's ten and a half.
1: But you're I'm only starting. Half, Barkley could eat up some time on the clock. Yep. And then that's your best bet is they go up by a couple of scores with a few minutes left, and then you get the fucking ball back, and then they, they go down the field. Dude, how many games I lost this year having the favorite? There's nothing worse than when the favorite's up by two scores with three minutes left, and the other team gets the fucking ball. It's like, "Oh, well, here absolutely. they go. They're just going to give up a touchdown in 90 seconds, and there it is. Two-point conversion, and fuck you,
3: Freckles. All right, that's it. That's our yep, picks that- for the week. That's the picks for the week, guys. Please remember to go to uh, BetMG. Oh, we got to do a Monday night special. You got to do the song. Let bill. the Monday it. night special bam yes.
1: bam. get some money for you back. I love what you do Bill, Let the Monday night special. And,
3: and by the way, I want to tell the listeners as much as me and Bill are in a competition here, I want us to be 500. Like it means a lot to me, you know me. Oh, Bill, you know I loved it when we, do, especially when we're doing the shows. I love that me and Bill are with the fucking analysts right now. So I don't care so much about analysts. Don't, don't pick against the money line, do they? No, they fucking do. I think this I mean against the spread. I mean
1: they pick the money yeah. line. Right, oh, I so love so last Monday week. Night. I love last week when Nate Burleson picked the uh, the Packers over the Patriots. I love that because when I, I I did inside the NFL, he gave the Patriots a shot for cheating. Oh, dude. So, oh so now, you know, I, I you know he was just messing around, but I'm like, he hates the Patriots. This guy hates the Patriots. He's a great dude. Friend of mine, great dude. Huh? Nate Nate Bronson, great dude. I just told you what he said about my home team, and he's still a friend of yours. That's how it is, Paul. Thought I you had the Sicilian loyalty. No, he was just kidding around. But I was sitting there. I him and somebody else both picked the uh Both picked the Cleveland Browns against Bill Belichick
3: in November. Dude, I don't even want to get into the fucking cheating. It's so ridiculous. It's such a fucking, well, let's not get into it. But this Monday night special, Bill, and I want to let everybody know that me and Bill have done a Monday night special four weeks in a row. And we had two hits in a row, 2,800 people won money two weeks ago. And then a week ago, Thirty something with 3,200 people went with us, and we hit that. And unfortunately, we did lose. We had two or three out of the. We didn't have the fucking Niners. We're not going to win
1: it every week, so that's good. It's good we lost next week. So who knows? Maybe we hit here. We're going to go three three for four, Paul, like so, fucking Wade Boggs on a
3: matinee way back in the day. But here's the thing, Bill. Here's the thing. It's a ten point line with the Bucks and Giants. So do we stay away from the money line? This is a tough one. It's a tough one. Bucks
1: and Giants. Oh, man. I hate this game.
3: Minus 10 and a half. You want to do Brady to throw two?
1: Well, Bruce Aarons called them a stupid football team. Yeah. So I think they're probably going to respond. They did get their butts kicked. They're coming home. Saquon Barkley's
3: back. Ah. Giants are coming off a win. Giants are coming off a win, and defense look pretty good. Um, pretty good doesn't cut it. If the the Giants are in a wild card hunt, and I think they need this game, so do you want to take the points or no? Or you think that the do you think the Dude, if Eli
1: are- was playing, this is when you guys come on. I, I know. don't know about uh Jones. What, what's your guy's name? Jones. Bob Jones. Daniel. Daniel, Dan Jones. Dude, Bob Jones sounds like a fucking insurance salesman. Sounds like a defensive player of the year for the Sixers to me. All right, Brady. How about this?
3: Brady throwing two? Should we put that in there or, or no? Two touchdowns? Yeah. All right. Brady, a, throw, Brady throwing Brady two. Brady throws two. Okay.
1: Um. Then it gets difficult. Oh, this is a tough game. You guys usually don't touch the over-under. But
3: uh,
1: let's see over under
3: uh, forty two and a half. Seems a little low. It does seem low. I was thinking that's interesting. Too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know what? I think I think I think you go low. I, you what? my instinct said to go low, go low. Yeah. See my,
3: oh, boy. All right. No,
1: because you know why, Paul? Because that's what everybody fucking thinks.
3: OK, you know what? Let's do that. Well, fuck I love it. Brady's going to throw two touchdowns, but the under's
1: coming in. This is a fucking crazy bet. I like it. This just what? feels to me like one of those stupid 20 to 17 games. All
3: right. All right. Brady to throw two under. We'll take the under 42. And then what's and the third? And then 32. Oh, uh, 42 and a half. So 42. Okay. So 42, we win. All right. And what do you want the third one to be? We need a fun one. Because I know the fans like a fun one. They like they a like-
1: turnover, uh onside kick,
3: a fake punt. Um, dude, should we do something wild? I mean, this is wild, but the money would be huge. Uh, no, nah, it's too risky. I was gonna what, say a, what, what do you I got? was gonna say a safety. But that's just too risky, dude. That's just too risky. Dude, the money line. Well, lineup, half the time they get a
1: safety, they say that it's on the fucking half yard line. I hate that shit. I know, I know. His
3: forward momentum.
1: Um,
3: A fan runs out on the field. What's the line on that? Oh, my God. You better win 15 grand if that happens. Uh, how about a field goal over 50 yards? 49 and a half. The over-under is 49-and-a-half. Oh, yeah, 49 under. And a half. I love the under. Oh, okay, so take the 49-and-a-half.
1: I love the under, and I love Brady getting two. And uh, all right, does uh, Daniel Jones scramble for one for a touchdown? Oh,
3: I like it. I like it.
1: Does he fall down, Paul, is he going to cross the goal line? No,
3: he's been, he's been running good, man. I mean, I think if they're at the five – He'll do a bootleg and definitely try to.
1: Okay. They're at the five. He's a short distance runner. That guy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you want to do that one or do you want to
1: run? He had looked like me back in the day when you were drinking in the woods and you ran from the cops.
3: (laughs) Thank God they scored on that drive. That's all I have to say. Thank. They scored like two plays later. Thank God. Uh. Um, yeah, New York Brady, quarterbacks, man. Brady two touchdowns. Brady two touchdowns. Butt fumbling, face planting? Uh, remind me of that white guy that dunked and held onto the rim, and then his body flipped. Oh. It was it was one. It was, Although Eli, though Eli, Eli saved it. We're not um, picking mon- No, you're not picking money line winners on this one.
1: You want to just keep it to the uh, stats.
3: Money line winner is just who we think is going to win the game, correct?
1: Yeah.
2: Now Buccaneers. You can do, I you think can the do Buccaneers win, or-
3: win, but I don't think, I
1: don't know. I don't know that they cover. I don't think they cover. Okay.
3: All right. So you, okay. So you want to take the giants, to the money line or Buccaneers? I mean, Gi- Giants, I mean, Buccaneers money line.
1: Buccaneers money line only because we already had that one crazy one of, of Daniel uh, Jones, Russian. You got to have one nuts, one crazy one. Okay. All right. That's it. There we so go. All four. All four you want? So Brady, two TDs under 49 and a half. Daniel Jones rushing touchdown bucks money line.
3: Yeah, fuck it. All right. They better pay. What, what does that
1: pay? Uh yeah. I'll, I'll calculate it. Some of the stuff because they gotta do it. Uh they got a custom right. customer. All right,
3: everybody. It. That's the Monday and special. That's the Monday night special, guys. Well, and fucking week is goddamn our- eleven week 11 is oh my god dude, the nfl is going to be over soon and it's going to be really fucking depressing when we're sitting here talking hockey and basketball
2: <laughs> i'm just kidding
1: uh because no. uh, no, then you'll have uh, march madness comes like a month later right and then uh, baseball season starts right yeah who knows you get excited for baseball paul uh um, the nhl
3: and nba playoffs I don't know what's going on with me and baseball. I could give a fuck. They're talking about Yankee moves, and I'm like, whatever, dude. It's too long of a season. Anyway, guys, go to BetMGM if you want to get an account with us. I don't think
1: that's what it is, Paul.
3: Have fun with us. What is? I
1: think the tide turned. You know, you seem to really give a shit when you guys were beating the shit out of the Red Sox every year, and we were always choking. I, and now listen, all of a sudden you're losing, and then all of a sudden, oh, you know I don't really care anymore.
3: No, no. I of course I care, but I I'm mean, not you're disappointed, me, like Paul. I you know I finally
1: him. get a chance to be an obnoxious sports fan, <laughs> and then you know you just you take your fucking ball and you go
3: home. Uh, uh, what the fuck was I saying? Yeah, BetMGM guys, go to the app, use bonus code or uh, bonus code. Is that the right bonus code? Use code Burr B U R R, and they're going to give you fifty bucks on your first bet. There you go. Have fun with us. We have people that have, by the way, I was at Skankfest. Fest. A guy runs up to me and says, dude, I love this. I love betting with you guys. I'm just having fun. There are people that are just putting $15, $20. They're having a good time. Sign up. Go to the Monday night special with us. Bet MGM is the most reliable. You guys know them. The lines are incredible. Enjoy the Monday night. Do it, Bill. The Monday night special. There you go. Over 3,000 people jumped on it last week. Jump on it this week. Go go to BetMGM, get the app, use bonus code BURR, get 50 bucks, have a good time. We are out of here, guys. Enjoy NFL week number 11. You have to be 21 years of age or older to wager in Arizona, Colorado, D.C., Iowa, Indianapolis, Michigan, Minnesota, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming only. Uh, new customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Uh, excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP for Arizona. Uh, 800-522-4700 for Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, and Virginia. 800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER, Indianapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF for Iowa. Call or text the Tennessee red line. 800-889-9789 for Tennessee. or call 888 777 9696 for Minnesota. Uh, sports betting is a void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states uh, were prohibited. Uh, promotional offers not available in Nevada.
0: All right, that's BetMGM, everybody. Check them out today and now enjoy the bonus episode um, of a greatest hits throwback just before uh, Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Have a great weekend. You cut. 18th 2013 how the hell are ya how's it going i'm gonna try to fucking energy my way through the energy we gotta find ourselves a new kind of fuck a fool um i'm wiped out why are you wiped out bill all you do is jump around like a fucking monkey on stage that's what you do for your money for your legal
2: tender
0: uh well you know what i've been doing it in every fucking state in the goddamn union this year and I'm wiped out I am officially wiped the fuck out I had a 620 a.m. flight out of Wichita Kansas hey wait Do we have ourselves barn murder down there last night and uh, landed here at 738 on one of those little ass fucking planes because nobody goes to Wichita not directly anyways so I was on a little last plane we landed in a little last plane and you know what happens to little last planes they don't get to pull up to the gate oh you're too small you're gonna hurt yourself little last plane So we're sitting out there on the fucking tarmac, right? This is an old school plane. They tried to paint it like a new United plane, but they still had the U that was from, um, you know, like the 70s. It was a fucking old ass plane, okay? I don't know if they took it over to Gas Monkey Garage and they put a new fucking engine in it. I don't know what, but we made it. But it was one of those deals where they open the door and the stairs are part of the fucking door. So we walk out of that. And then we get on the goddamn plane. Uh, plane, a bus, bus to the fucking airport. The airport, then the bags came that bullshit. So I am, uh, but you know something? I completed the red state tour. All right. It was supposed to be a nice, wonderful summer jaunt through the red states of this country. Through some of them, by the way. There's a lot of people giving me shit going Nebraska's a red state too. Iowa's a red state. It's a fucking red state. You know what? Go fuck yourself, okay? I got something for you. I got something for all you cunts out there who keep giving me shit. Why don't you fucking come to my... What do you got against my fucking state? What do you got against coming to one of my... I've been in over 50 cities. 50 goddamn cities. I don't know what else I'm supposed to do to try to find you fuckers. All right? You want to hear a quick little rundown? You want to know what all these cities have in common... Honolulu, Seattle, Boise, Bozeman, San Francisco, San Jose, Los Angeles, Burbank, Coachella, Palm Springs, Napa Valley, Santa Ynez, Phoenix, Las Vegas, Boulder, Colorado Springs, Deadwood, El Paso, San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, Minneapolis, Madison, Milwaukee. Grand Rapids, Royal Oak, Chicago, Kansas City, St. Louis, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Huntsville, Morgantown, Philadelphia, Atlantic City, Red Bank, New York City, Montville, Newport, Hyannis, Boston, Hampton Beach, Washington, D.C., Charleston, Atlanta, Athens, Birmingham, Tallahassee, Tampa, and Miami. And Tulsa and fucking Wichita. You know what they all have in common? I fucking dance like a monkey there for an hour. (laughs) So if I didn't hit your state or your city, I don't know what the fuck else I gotta do. I'm... I'm whapped out, as they say in Oklahoma, whapped. I was watching their local, um, what is that, the shopping network? You know those things where, like, the husband's out working or something and the wife gets, like, addicted and just has to buy those diamels or whatever? And they had this cross, and she goes, now look at this. This is genuine white gold. She kept going, white, right? White gold. Whites only. Hey, guess where the racism's from? Whites only, dude. That's Boston, right? Whites only. That's Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> at least that's where I watched it. And then lastly, whites only. That's a gay guy at a laundromat. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a bad joke. Fuck you. I'm tired. Don't get the white don't get the whites messed in with the colors. Um anyways, whatever. This podcast is gonna suck, but maybe it's gonna be enjoyable because of how much it sucks. Uh yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna talk about this week. Uh let let's get let's get right into a little bit of uh, my tour. I just called fifteen audibles, as I was saying, let, dragging that sentence out. Let's get into a little... By the way, you know, right now, I'm not even supposed to be doing this podcast. I'm supposed to be talking to somebody from Reykjavik. And I got to tell you, Iceland. Well, the first guy had water damage. I called him up. It sounded like it just happened. So we're rescheduling that one. And then the other dude at 1030, I don't know what happened, man. I'm sitting here on the other side of the world, eagerly awaiting your phone call. And what do I get? I get nothing. You know what somebody told me when I go over to that beautiful country of Iceland? You know? That country that stood up to the bankers, that country that I can't wait to go see. Somebody said it smells like sulfur because of that uh, that volcanic uh, eruption there. Volcanic, the volcano eruption. <laughs> uh, remember that one that blocked all the flights to and from Europe a few years ago? It still smells like sulfur over there, and uh, I don't know. I think that's kind of fucking cool to be that close to a live volcano. Um, I can't fucking, that's one of the ones I'm really looking forward to that because, uh, on that trip over there, I, I, that's the country I haven't been to yet. So I don't give a fuck what it smells like. I heard the women are beautiful. Uh, they stuck up to the banks and they fucking live right next to a volcano and they don't give a shit. So thumbs up to Iceland. I can't wait to go. And I think I'm actually going to get to see the Northern lights, you know, stand there with a little tear in my eye, wondering why humanity can't get along. Um, so anyways, I, I did, uh, the rest of the red state tours, uh, dates and, um, you know, I know it was crazy as far as like, it didn't come off the way I thought it was going to, but I honored every fucking date and I added San Antonio. All right. We made them happen. El Paso took three times to get to three trips. One time I canceled cause I'm a little twinkle toes doing my acting work. The next time it got rained out and then finally we made it happen. And I got some angry emails, but in the end we made it happen. So anyway, so I go to Deadwood, South Dakota, in the Black Hills, the western part of South Dakota. And uh, I had a fucking awesome time. Highly recommend it. I went and I actually saw uh, Mount Rushmore. Scratch that off the bucket list. Um, And I highly recommend that you go during the winter months because I could just tell it would be fucking packed with a bunch of goddamn breeders with their fucking jean off shorts. As I was walking up all the stairs and nobody was on it, you know, that nobody was on, I could just, I said to the guy who brought us over there, I was like, dude, this place is packed in the summertime. He's like, oh yeah, man, it's awful. It's awful. So go there in the winter, nice crisp air or whatever, the fall, whatever fuck season we're in right now, that's the time to go. Toughen up your fucking kids. Pull them out of school and bring them there. All right? Start up the Winnebago once over the winter or in the fall, (laughs) get the thing up there. I'm telling you, it's great. We did the whole goddamn thing in like 20 minutes. You know what's great? As you come up the hill, I'm literally miming this with my hand, like driving my hand towards my face in case I forget what it's like to drive up a hill. As you're driving up a hill, you come up all the way up the mountain there, right? Or the hill, I guess. And uh, all you see, you just look out. And I swear to God, you can see all the way to Wyoming. And you're like, what the fuck? Where is it? And then you just come around a turn. And the way they do it is so fucking cool. They show you what the four presidents are looking at. And then you turn around and you're like, holy fuck, there it is. Like a goddamn horror movie. You know? You think the guy's behind the curtain and he's not there. And you're like, oh, good. And you you, you relax. You let out that exhale you turn around. Ah, Jesus Christ, four dead presidents. You know? And, you know, for the life of me, I always wondered why they picked those four. Not even those four. Why Teddy Roosevelt? You know, I understood Mo, Larry and Curly, but I didn't get Shemp. Why the fuck is he up there? You know? I didn't understand it. What's another good reference? Okay? David Lee Roth, Sammy Hagar, and then that dude from that, that band. If you don't like... What we do here? Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Shut up.
2: What would you do? <laughs> oh,
0: my God. I never want to drag somebody down the, the fucking stairs by their ponytails as much as when that fucking song came on. Um, anyways, Teddy Roosevelt. So I, was, I asked the guy there, why did they? Why Teddy? I don't see the fucking connection here. It's like a bad stand-up tour where you get three styles that mesh and then just one guy has got, I don't know, a fucking ukulele. And I guess they were all responsible for the expansion, expansionism of this country. George Washington, because he helped us uh, with our conspiracy theory. Not theory, our conspiracy to fucking leave the goddamn uh, English Empire. All right, which started it. It's not really expanding. That's sort of separating. But who the fuck am I? Uh Thomas Jefferson, Louisiana Purchase. Oh, my God, I'm going to forget who else is there. Oh, Abe Abe Lincoln, Abraham. a Tray, as his friends called him, uh, because he held the union together. Um, And then Teddy Roosevelt, because he uh, was brutally racist and was able to uh, kick all the Mexicans out of the western part of this country. You know? That's a really weird part. Of, I got to tell you, this really weird part of the country, uh, South Dakota, absolutely fucking beautiful. But it's kind of like, I feel like what Germany would look like if the Germans won. The way history is told. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that is you're basically on uh, Holocaust ground out there. But because, you know... The fucking evildoers won. Just the way it's, you know... You can go visit Custer's Last Stand... And they have, like, you know... Grave sites for all these fucking mass-murdering psychopaths. But, you know... They won. So it's all, like, done... So, like, basically, if Hitler and those fucking maniacs won... There would be a Mount Rushmore in Germany. And it would be Hitler... It'd be, uh, who's that guy? Heimlich, Himmler, whatever the fuck his name is. Basically, his Scotty Pippen, right? And they'd have a couple other, all those fucking evil Nazi dudes. I don't know where they would be facing. But whatever. That doesn't mean you shouldn't go out there. It's absolutely fucking beautiful. And I had a great time performing at the casino. I met some real life cowboys, real life cowboys. Got invited to go back to a ranch next time I'm out there for some quick draw shooting with fucking wax bullets. What'd you do this fucking weekend? (laughs) I already asked him, I go, what do you mean wax? We like shoot them at each other and they're like laughing. They go, no, you shoot them into a target. I go, what happens if you get hit with one? They go, it stings. It's not that big a deal. So in my head, I just started laughing because I was like, all right, back in the day, me and my knucklehead friends, if we got wax bullets and they're not going to kill you, we're going to put on swimming goggles, possibly a scuba mask. And... You know, within 20 minutes, we're going to be fucking shooting at each other. Um, And I guess if you go there in uh, the summertime, you see bald eagles out there like they're pigeons. So that's another reason to come back. What I'm saying is I'm definitely coming back to Deadwood. I had a fucking phenomenal, phenomenal time and uh, learned a little bit about um, American history and that type of stuff. And uh, then the next day, I had an early flight. I flew down to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh had no idea what to expect. We drove into town, me and Lucas, now you Seeley, now you don't. Lucas Seeley, um, his football nickname, that never happened. They called him the Orient Express, I believe, or the Asian invasion. I forget what. He grew up in Montana. He's like one of three Asians out there. So the white people didn't know any better. Um, so what am I saying here? So we go into fucking Tulsa, and it's like uh, – I don't know, it's like a zombie movie. There's like nobody there. And it's windy as fucking hell because there's nothing to stop the goddamn wind. And I asked the guy, I'm like, dude, we pull up to the hotel and it was like creepy. It wasn't even like homeless people. It was like nothing. We're driving into town, stopping at red lights and it's green for the other way and there's no cars. The only thing that was missing was like tumbleweeds. So we pull in there and I asked the guy, when I parked the car, I'm like, where the, he- where the hell is everybody? He's like, ah, you know, it gets kind of dead here on the weekends. Um, but at night, it totally picked up. And it ended up being this awesome fucking city. And we performed at this place called, uh, uh fuck, the Brady Theater. An old vaudeville theater that was finished in 1916. And it was one of the coolest places I've ever performed in. And it was just an absolutely fucking awesome crowd. Just had a great time. And, uh I don't know. And you know the usual shit. Harry Houdini performed here and it's fucking haunted and all of that crap. Can you feel me running out of gas, everybody? I'm running out of gas, dude. I've traveled too much this fucking year. I'm sorry. Let's let's try to let's try to ramp up the goddamn comedy. I can't nothing funny happened in Tulsa. I just had a great fucking time and there was a guy uh, the runner This guy Ray who worked there at a nineteen sixty Cadillac and the end of the the, the all original the end of the show I'm driving this thing around Tulsa 1960 fucking Cadillac having a great time then we went to this German bar which was a good time but I gotta tell you there was a little bit too much wiener schnitzel if you know what I mean Uh, I was trying to be a wingman for my buddy and there was nothing to talk to there right and uh I don't know then the next day we drove up from Tulsa to Wichita and I gotta tell you something about the drive from Tulsa to Wichita I would, not wor- I would not wish that on my worst fucking enemy. It was one of the worst drives. The absolute, the opposite of driving through the Black Hills in South Dakota. That is one that you can skip. There was fucking nothing. Nothing. Unless you're out there looking for some classic cars and that type of shit. Um I, you know, I swear to God, it was like every other fucking house out there has some fucking car. You're like, holy shit. You know, that's a Mustang. Look at that. There's an old fucking Ford pickup truck. Every guy, it seems like every other house. I'm exaggerating, but there was probably like, I saw probably like 20 cars on the way up and trucks. And then there was a whole, you know, I don't know. This one guy had like fucking 30 of the old things up there. I just started thinking of that, that uh, fast and loud that they should just drive that uh, Raptor up there and, Fucking somehow talk those people into selling their cars for 40 bucks. Uh, and then we got into Wichita, and Wichita was, uh, was a little creepy. I'm not gonna lie to you, a little creepy. I missed my turn. We came into the back part of the fucking town and uh, we went by the rehab clinic and uh, really saw that drugs touch everybody. <laughs> it looked like a fucking old, like if they did a real world reunion episode and everybody was in their 50s that's what it looked like there was the old white guy the old black guy an old asian guy an old latino dude just all fucking standing out there a couple of fucking haggard looking chicks you know looking like retired witches and um we played at the orpheum there where like the count basie orchestra played gracie george burns grace allen uh, gracie allen whatever they had played there just fucking insane um absolutely awesome shows and uh you know i want to thank everybody who came out i'm definitely coming back i'm definitely going to do that run and next time i i come back i'm going to add nebraska and uh i don't know what else i got to go to out there maybe iowa but whatever i feel like i uh put my foot down out there left my footprint i got another place another uh tour i can do for when i get old and gray or whatever it's all good shit all right i'm just fucking meandering here let's let's do a little advertising Uh, where the fuck are we here? And then I'm going to ramp it back up talking about that fucking bullshit call against the 49ers and P Carroll's Twitter message. All right. I'm teasing you here. That's a little teaser. All right. Dollar shave club, everybody. Let's see if I can shave a couple of strokes off my fucking bad reading. All right. This is how it works every week with the advertising. Whatever, whatever mistakes I make on the first one, that's par for the course. And I just try to see if I can go under. All right? Here we go. Dollar Shave Club, everyone. For a couple of bucks a month, dollarshaveclub.com delivers amazing quality razors right to your door. Not only does it save you a ton of cash, it saves you from trudging your pathetic ass down to the drugstore for a pack of blades. I don't know about you guys, but I always get stuck behind that lady paying with all her loose change from the car ashtray. Stroke number one. It's like she thinks exact change is a requirement. I'm not a patient person, but you know, I try to be patient with old people. But it's like, dude, I came in with scrust. Now I'm leaving with a beard. Uh, but now for Dollar Shave, but now with Dollar Shave Club two, now with Dollar Shave Club for a couple bucks a month. Amazing quality razor blades are delivered right to your front door. That's right. No more wasting time and no more getting hit up for 20 bucks every time you buy razors. Everybody here is getting their Dollar Shave Club blades, and you should too. And here's a genius idea. Try replacing your old shaving cream with Dr. Carver's Easy Shave Butter from DollarShaveClub.com. Trust me, your face will thank you later. Uh, don't waste time at the drugstore behind the lady paying at pennies. Go to DollarShaveClub.com forward slash Burr. Or go to Billbird.com and click on the Dollar Shave Club banner. Keep your stress level low and your bank account balance high. Shave time, shave money. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash burr. All right, there you go. So two strokes is par. Here we go. <clears throat> I'm feeling good. Feeling, feeling this one. All right, Hulu Plus. You've probably tried Hulu.com. Now with Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows and a selection of acclaimed movies on your television or on the go with your smartphone or tablet, and it all streams in HD for the best viewing experience possible. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite current TV shows like Saturday Night Live, Community, and Family Guy. You can also check out exclusive content, including Hulu originals like The Awesomes, starring Seth Meyers. And Moonboy, starring Chris O'Dowd from Bridesmaids. Hulu Plus also offers a great selection of acclaimed films. For only $7.99 a month, you can stream as many TV shows and movies as you want, wherever you want. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus for free for two weeks when you go to huluplus.com bill. That's a special offer for my listeners. Make sure you use huluplus.com bill so you get extended free trial, the extended free trial, and they know we sent you sent you damn it one over go to hulupluscom slash bill now or click the hulu plus banner on the podcast page at billbird.com god damn it i thought i had it all right what do we got left here all right let's try one more i got a break par here one of these ones can i can i have one flawless one do you believe in me here we go vista print vista print is a small business bet jesus christ fuck that that's a mulligan i'm doing it again Vistaprint. Vistaprint is a small business's best friend. Most everything a small business needs for printing is available at Vistaprint. Personalized iPhone cases available from vistaprint.com. Easily design your own iPhone case to match your multifaceted life, whether it's personal or business, whether it's a family photo, team logo, company logo, your wedding, your last vacation, or even just personal message. You can easily create your own iPhone case at Vistaprint.com. Prices as low as $14.99. If you own a small business, order iPhone cases for you and your employees with your company name and logo on it. Prospective clients will notice. Great way to get your company's name out there. Give Give them away as company gifts. Unlimited possibilities. Vistaprint, affordable quality marketing and printing products for small businesses. Please talk about your experience with Vistaprint. Well, I find, your, I find your copy to be very choppy and difficult to read. All right? I think I said Vistaprint too many times. Uh, all iPhone cases are 25% off for my listeners. Come on, man. This is a great deal here. All right? If you have a damn bi- let's out with the copy. If you have a business, right, you got everybody out in the field, if they walk around and they got the name right on the little cell phone cover, They walk into a bar. They strike up a conversation with a lady. All right? It's good advertising. I believe in this product. I just have no use for it. I'm a one-man band here. All iPhone cases are 25% off for my listeners and get free shipping on your entire order. If you spend more than 30 bucks. just go to vistaprint.com, click on the text link in the upper right-hand corner, type in the promo code BIRD. That's Vistaprint. And click on the text link in the upper right-hand corner, type in the promo code BIRD. Satisfaction guaranteed. Not happy. They'll make it right. No risk. Like old-school American companies, they'll make it right. Okay, there you go. Jesus Christ. Brutal reading. That was like a public course right there. A bunch of fucking divots. All right. here we. Where do I start this week? NFL pro football. Did anybody watch the 49ers versus the Saints? Now, I am impartial. I actually like the Saints. I did that movie down there, and I had a great fucking time, and I was, I was really getting into the Saints, and I think their fans are awesome and that type of thing. I also like the 49ers, so I like both of them. I like both coaches. I like both quarterbacks. I like those teams. So I watched the game, and I got to tell you, the 49ers got robbed. And I'm not blaming the Saints, and I don't expect Saints fans to have any empathy, but you know goddamn well, if the shoe was on the other foot, you'd be like, what the fuck, okay? Fuck the Saints, fuck the 49ers. Let's just talk football here. What exactly was that guy supposed to do when he was trying to tackle Drew Brees? What exactly was he, what the fuck is he supposed to do? Drew Brees is playing at full speed. So on defense, you're supposed to go, what, three-quarter speed when the game is on the line? It wasn't a helmet-to-helmet hit. He didn't fucking, you know, it wasn't an, an attack on a defenseless player, whatever the hell they call it. He's trying to run around the outside to get to Drew Brees. He's got the fucking outside goddamn lineman, whatever the fuck it is, pushing him to the outside. He's going by the quarterback. He reaches out to grab him, and in the process... He catches him in the neck a little bit and the guy goes down. It's a violent fucking game right last year you couldn't hit him in the head now you can't hit quarterbacks in the t- in the head or in the fucking neck what are they, what are they going to be able to do next year I, I think next year when you go to tackle a quarterback, you ever go to put like a sheet on a bed and you do like that kind of thing and then it goes and lands on the bed? What does it do, Bill? It goes. I, th- I think that's what you're going to have to do. The 49ers needed somebody to step up and make a fucking play. And that guy made the play. He caused a fucking turnover and he recovered the ball.
3: Game over.
0: All right. But because of today's game, they took it away from him. And then they end up losing the game. That was a textbook play. It was a fucking beautiful play. I mean, you could sit there and watch Lawrence Taylor highlights, and he has a zillion of those. He used to to just bull rush people, reach over them, grab the quarterback by his shirt, and just drag him down to the ground. I I just, you can't fucking do anything anymore. And I don't know. I don't know if it's because I've been watching football too long that to me that looks like football, and now they're saying it isn't. I obviously, like most of you, probably saw... That interview with Tony Dorsett, and I hate seeing that type of stuff. I don't want former football players to be like that. But Jesus Christ, he didn't get a concussion, nothing. You know what I I found really interesting was Troy Aikman thought it was a good call, and Howie Long was just shaking his head. For those of you who don't watch football, Troy Aikman is a former quarterback, and Howie Long is a former defensive uh, tackler, and I forget what position he played. So it's Drew Brees didn't get hurt. He didn't have a concussion. He was fine. He got right up. Troy Aikman's going, oh, look, you can see his lips bloody. Well, he's playing football. You know? The fuck? So I think the 49ers got fucked. I don't know what the solution is. I Maybe you have to go back to leather helmets. I have no idea, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, you got to be able to reach out and grab the fucking quarterback as you go down. Yeah, and maybe sometime he goes down a little bit violently. I mean, I don't fucking know. Somebody on, on, on my Twitter account was like laughing, going like next year they're going to treat quarterbacks like kickers. Like if you even touch them, it's an automatic unnecessary roughness. Now, that he definitely went down in a rough way, but it's it's a tough game. But he's fine. If he has any sort of fucking problems at the, 20 years after he retires, it's not going to be because of that hit. I could have taken that fucking hit. I'm not going to lie to you. I'd feel the effects for three weeks, but I could have taken that hit and gotten up and thrown a fucking (laughs) goddamn duck the next play. I could have done that. And I am a stand-up comedian. If I could have taken the fucking hit, all right, fuck you, I could have. And most of you could have, too. You could have taken it. Jesus Christ, I've gotten hit harder than that playing fucking kill the man with the ball back in the day. Or whatever you guys called the game. That's what we called it. Kill the man with the ball. Murder the fucker. Um, And then lastly, the last thing I'm going to say about the fucking football this week was uh, Pete Carroll's uh, former team that he coached. USC beat. um, I almost said Syracuse. I'm so fucking tired. Beat Stanford, which was a major upset. And um, Stanford had beaten USC like four years in a row. So it was a big victory for them. And uh, so Pete Carroll tweeted, you know, basically a congrats, congratulations to USC, which was fucking hilarious. And then ESPN shows it and they all blah, 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 blah. And at no point do they discuss how Pete Carroll, you know, Pete Carroll left that that team high and dry. Or maybe that's just part of the arrangement that college football coaches have because I don't begrudge the guy what he did. He did what everybody has to do to win at a Division One level is you break a bunch of fucking rules. And then years later, they make a movie about it called Blue Chips with fucking Nick Nolte, right? Um, or North Dallas Foy. I can't remember what the fucking movie was called. I don't know. I just thought it was funny that he writes back to this school that he left high and dry as he sat there telling every, all those incoming freshmen that he was going to develop them and they'd have an NFL fucking career. And then all of a sudden, death's at the back door, and he just fucking takes off and goes up to Seattle. You know, I don't think that thing really had anything, that tweet had anything to do with USC. I think that had to do with his fucking hatred of uh, Captain Comeback there and the time he ran up the score when he was coaching fucking uh, Syracuse, right? Jim Harbaugh, I think it had more to do with that. Um, uh, but I was disappointed that the end of his his tweet didn't say hashtag woo. Um, all right. Where are we? How many fucking minutes in are we? Can I start reading shot? Oh, Jesus, Twenty-nine, thirty 30 minutes, 30 fucking minutes. What am I going to do here? What are we going to talk about? The Greenpeace 30 again? Nothing has changed as far as I can tell. As far as I can tell. Oh, oh, one more thing about the fucking uh, football is Versey's New York football Giants won again. And uh, I don't, I don't dislike the Giants. I actually love the Giants um, just as a franchise, right? Even though they beat the Patriots, I, I get, I get beyond that. They beat the Patriots. What the fuck were they supposed to do? Lose to them? You know? They're trying to win the game and they won it. Good for them. I don't give a fuck. But what it is is with every victory they have, I'm going to have to listen to Verzi going on and on and on. Just fast forward 20 minutes into this podcast because I'm still going to be going on and on. I mean, he's still talking about Robinson Cano. Like this is what you have to know about Paul Verzi. He likes gummy bears. He likes going to the movies. And he spends 100% of his time when he's talking about sports, talking about the 10% of the time that he was actually right. And it drives me up the fucking wall. You know what one of his predictions was? Was the Patriots were crazy not to re-sign Matt Castle. (laughs) I fucking nailed that one. I've already talked about this one a million times. I I give up. I give up with this guy. I called the fucking Super Bowl this year, and I put my money down. I never brought it up to him. He's already talking about it. He's already sending me text messages. This is what kills me. Like, when I call something, I'm like, all right, I got lucky. Verzi actually thinks that something like paranormal happened, that he has, like, ESP. Like, when he, ca- when he calls something, he's got this thing where he kind of puts his head down, and he's, like, looking through his eyebrows. You know, he gets, he gets a little crazy. That guy is not all there. Don't buy into his little fucking, you know, when you, when you get the Paul Verzi brochure in the mail, when he's coming to your town, I'm telling you that guy, he's not all there. (laughs) I'm just fucking with you. I love the guy. You know what? This is why I love Paul Verzi. All right. This is a zillion reasons, but I have to get back to him. I had a quick phone call and I I was going, I forget what the fuck I was doing. I was, I think I was going in and I was going to do a show and he called me up to talk to me about a veal chop. He just ate, you know, it's just fucking hilarious how much he's into food. It's ridiculous. Oh, anyways, this week, everybody, uh, I got a couple of all things comedy, um, our wonderful new podcast network, um, that I have to tell you about, uh, Me and Al Madrigal, the Daily Shows and Minivan Men podcast, Al Madrigal are going to be hosting a garage sale. Shale? A garage sale. Uh, Both of us are taking shit out of our garages and our our lives. I can't even talk. We're taking stuff out of our garages and our lives. Comedy memorabilia, old hockey sticks. I got one of those fucking man great systems that they sent me. They already gave me one. You know, what am I supposed to stack two on top of each other? I don't even think the meat would cook at that point. Those things are so thick. So I got one of those. Uh, What else do I got? I got got some fucking old... Why do I do this? Let it go. Uh, DVDs that all be autographed. I got this fucking trunk. Metal locker trunk thing that the last people owned my house left in the garage. You know, I don't know what Al's bringing, but... uh, you know, I'm sure he's got a bunch of stuff, too. And uh, all of the proceeds are going to go towards the Wounded Warrior Project. Um, also, uh, there's another All Things Comedy um, show down at Largo here in Los Angeles, down in La Cienega, just north of Beverly. It's um, going to be 8 o'clock this Wednesday. I will be performing there as well as a bunch of other um, hosts of podcasts on our network. Please come down, have a good time, learn about our network. And um, what else? Um, oh, also, I got to give a shout out to the uh, occasionally awesome podcast hosted by Kevin Christie and Nick Youssef, two phenomenal younger comics. They're young to me. All right, they're probably young to you. But uh, and also, if you think I love dogs, you got to listen to Kevin Christie, dude. That guy is like, I swear to God, I think if you pet his dog in the wrong direction, like a cat, uh, you'd probably be missing a limb. And he would never apologize, and that's why I love him. But anyways, they gave me a nice shout-out. Um, they had Max Greenfield on their podcast from The New Girl, and I guess he talked about um, that episode I did where he's basically sticking his head in a coffin with a dead body there, and I'm trying to get him to stop doing it because I'm trying to take a gold chain off of the dead, dead body. It was fucking hilarious. We, I think we shot it at 1 in the morning, and he had me laughing. my. I had such a great time doing that show between working with Max and uh, working with Nick Kroll. <laughs> and all my scenes, I swear to God, it seemed like they were at 1 in the morning, and I was feeling like I was going to pass out and that I can't hack it as an actor. And both of them had me laughing my ass off at 1 in the morning. A stand-up comic who doesn't laugh at shit. So, uh, anyways... So check out the Occasionally uh, Awesome Podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. And there you go. There's a little mini commercial there. Let me go back to the – go back to uh, rambling here. So basically, because I don't want to listen to Verzi, you know, and his one dumb fucking prediction. His, I think this is the only thing that he's actually going to get right this year, and we're in November. As far as I know, I don't know anything else he said right this year. He was wrong about the Super Bowl. He was wrong about that Christmas sweater that he wore the last time we worked together. This is going to be the first. Ah, uh, you know what? Everybody's right every, every once in a while. Jesus, he's going to, I guarantee, Fuck it, 2016, I'm still going to be hearing about this. Dude, what about that fucking Giants prediction, you know? Um, so he's actually made me like an Eagles fan. Like I'm rooting for the fucking, I'm rooting for somebody in that goddamn division to actually win some fucking games. Okay, Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, fucking Redskins, I'm done with you. All right, but it's not too late. All three of you, the Giants spotted you six fucking games. All right, this is this is inexcusable for you to let those cunts come back and win the fucking division. Absolutely fucking inexcusable. They're not cunts. I love the Giants. I actually like the fucking Giants. I just don't want to listen to Verzi. For the love of God, Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys next week when you play the fucking Giants. Can you play full four quarters? You know, don't do it for yourselves. Do it for me. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. He is going to go on for fucking ever. Um, All right, let's read some shit here. Uh, Dollar Shave Club Correction. This is from a listener. Hey, Bill, can you change that copy to read rusty soup can instead of rusty soda can? Alumin- aluminum soda cans don't rust, but the tin-coated soup cans sure as hell will. I honestly wanted to be helpful. I can try to break your balls another time. Thanks for the podcast. That's fucking hilarious. Is there, any t- is there anything better than when somebody's just, like, scientifically correct? You know, I didn't know that aluminum cans don't rust. I had no idea. I didn't even know the cans were made out of aluminum. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was some sort of, you know, some sort of uh, metal plastic kind of shit. I didn't know know what it was. I never knew what it was. All right, how to handle conspiracy theories. Billy Bankbuster. Oh, by the fucking way. Wait a second. Wait a minute. I forgot to bring this up. Do you guys know that one of my fantasies is coming true this week? No, it's not reading copy correctly. Uh there's two bankers being put to death in Vietnam. Let me look this up here. Death Vietnam. Vietnamese bankers sentenced to death for fraud. Here we go. This is what this is what should have been happening in this country in two thousand eight. Like it already should have like there should have been like at least a hundred bankers dead. You know what you should do is like smother them with cash. <laughs> no, what you do is you tie them to the mast of their yacht or their sailboat, right? And then you put a bunch of cash at their feet. All the cash that they stole. <laughs> you just light it on fire. Right? Like Jonah fuck it out. Ah! Um uh, let me see if I can find where the fuck is it? Here we go. Yahoo Free News. Let's go here. A Vietnamese former banker and his business associates have been sentenced to death for their part in the embezzlement of $25 million, state media has reported. $25 bucks, and you get the goddamn death sentence. All right? So I figured that the people at AIG, they ought to have like what happened to William Wallace at the end of Braveheart, whatever that fucking thing is. Well, they just pull out your fucking entrails like machete. Um, the pair were among 11 defendants in the nine-day trial in Ho Chi Minh City. State media reported on Saturday in a case that has heightened Vietnam's effort to show it is stamping out corruption in the face of widespread public anger over the issue. That's the only part of this story I don't like. Uh, the fact that they're trying to make an example. So now I think that they just got a couple of Ollie Norths here. They're going to kill two people or 11, and be like, see, we're doing something, and then it goes right back. Now, I don't know what politicians make in Vietnam, but if it's anything like over here, you know, the bankers put them in office, so I have no fucking idea. But anyways, this is the deal. Vu Quoc Hao, 58, the one-time chief of the finance subsidiary of the state-owned Vietnam Agribank and building firm boss, Dang Van Hai, 56- were sentenced to death on Friday, according to state television. They were given the sentence for embezzlement of assets, mismanagement, abuse of power, and fraud, causing serious consequences to the state. Sound familiar, everybody? I just did that what I hated last week. Sound familiar? Um, The other nine defendants were jailed for up to 14 years for violating state economic regulations, the report added. The group was accused of embezzling more than $25 million of state money between April 2008 and March 2009 by falsifying financial leasing contracts, according to reports on state media. Vietnam is rated one of the world's most corrupt nations, and graft is a top concern for many ordinary people. The communist government has vowed to clamp down on the issue. There will be strict punishment for state... Uh, I'm not going to read the rest of this shit. I'll spare you guys. I read it pretty well up to that point. Um, So there you go. There you go. See that? It doesn't matter what kind of government you have. A democracy, communism, socialism, dictatorship. The fucking bankers are running shit. And they need to be put down in the fucking street and replaced with honest people. You know? Like some of those fine folks that I met out there in the
1: hot land.
0: That would be great. I would actually go to the execution. As fucking morbid as that is, you know, I would actually go there. Who the fuck is sitting there texting me now? Um, all right, let's go back to the. Uh, why did I just drop my voice? Let's go back to the uh, questions for this week. How to handle conspiracy theories. Billy Bankbuster. I'm all in when it comes to reading and researching ideas, independent of those we hear all day in the media. Whether it be the banks, the lizard people, or the fact that we live in a simulation, it's all important information. I'm with you when it comes to shrugging off a particular air of pretentiousness, like that guy in the human farming video. The problem with general reaction to new information is that everyone does that. I'm a Democrat. uh, I'm a Republican bullshit where they just pick a side and defend it to death. Here's the truth. All in capital letters. The truth is, is that there's some truth to the fact that we are being pushed around by those in power. Well, who the fuck are you to say that this is the truth? Why can't you just say this is your version of the truth? You came at me all diplomatic. I was really liking who you are. And then all of a sudden you yelled at me out of nowhere. You lulled me in. I was right there. Here's the truth. <laughs> the truth is that there is some truth to the fact that we're being pushed around by those in power. It's true that people in power have bigger plans that we that we know about. We know this because it's been that way forever. It takes the current population so long to get over their emotional reaction to finding out negative things that by the time they understand everything, they're dead and their kids are voting for the next jackass. I agree with the way you handle this stuff. You're in, but you're not letting it ruin your life. This is a revolution of knowledge that can't be stopped. Now, please run for office and stay out of convertibles. Um, all right, I'm such a defensive asshole. I thought you were disagreeing with me until right in the end. Uh, no, there's no fucking way. I'm too goddamn dumb. and I've jerked off to too much fucking horrific shit on the internet. And, uh, I, you know... That doesn't mean that I I couldn't be in office. I would just have to be a company player. You know what I really got to start reading up on? This fucking guy up in Toronto, man. This crack-smoking, pussy-eating fucking mayor, whatever they got up there. Somebody was was trying to tell me, uh, I'm literally looking up, Toronto mayor eating pussy. Rob Ford denies eating pussy video. He denies that he ate this woman's pussy. He said he's married and has plenty to eat at home. (laughs) And then walked off. You know, like he just dropped the mic. That's the greatest fucking thing ever. You got to love that kind of honesty. What the fuck is this? Is this somebody piggybacking on this thing? Oh Jesus! Is this a commercial I have to sit through? I just hit mute. All right, here we go. The last thing was um,
3: Olivia Gondak. It says that I wanted to eat her pussy. Olivia I've never said that in my life
1: to her. I would never do that. I'm happily married. I've got more than enough to eat at home. Thank you was very anything much. Anything that
2: one- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, did he just have a fucking jersey with his name on it in the back? This guy is the fucking greatest thing ever. Hang on, hang on. Wait a minute. Then there's a flabbergasted lady. Hang on. You know what? I don't know if he was born that way or if smoking crack gives you some balls. This guy just doesn't give a fuck. I don't know anything about this story. It's only what I've heard. I don't know if you're if you're in office for life. But um, if he smokes crack the way I drink booze, I don't think it's going to affect his job. You know, if he just has a couple, two or three cracks at the end of the day, he likes smoking crack. That's, you know, something. There's just something. You You got to go down swinging in life, right? That's the way to go down because he knows eventually. It's like if I'm going to get squeezed out, fuck it. Dude, the guy had a jersey with his name on it with a number on the back. I don't know what the fuck that was about, but um, whatever. He's owned by the banks too. You might as well have somebody entertaining. Isn't that right, Cleo? Oh, Cleo. Oh, you were sleeping. I'm sorry, buddy. How you doing? My fucking dog is hilarious. I came home. I had an early flight, right? And I come home. Right? And I pull up to the house or whatever, and I come in, and she didn't know I was coming home. Now, she has no, I don't know I'm coming home. She has no concept of me leaving. I just walk out the door, and she has no, she has no going to Wichita. Kind of a fucking stupid sentence was that? Well, it was what you were thinking, Bill. Um, So I walk in, and she hates hardwood floors. She just feels like she can't get any sort of balance on them. So she has to walk really slow with their head down. So, I come in and she hears the the door unlocking. So she comes running out and she knows it's me and she's all excited, but she's walking on hardwood floors. So she was walking really slowly while her tail was wagging 90 miles an hour and her fucking shaking her pit bull booty, like walking sideways. It's one of the best laughs. If you don't have a dog, you're a fucking asshole. What does a cat do? Well, maybe a cat does something because I have never, didn't grow up with cats. What does a cat do that is like similar to that? I remember I dated this girl and she had a cat. She had a cool one. And I would fucking wake up in the morning. This thing would be standing on my chest. Like doing that thing, you know, where they're sort of like, like they're trying to pull your shirt apart. That used to make me laugh. But, um, I just don't like that they shit inside. You know, it's in that goddamn box. It smells like, I, I don't know. There's just no appreciation for them. Maybe I'm too needy to be a cat owner. I respect cats, though. You know, they're in the deal, but not of it. And they also retain their hunting skills, they keep those polished. I think that they know that the dollar's going to crash the way they always go out and fucking kill mice and stuff. Um, all right, here we go. Where is it here? Advice My mom thinks she's a psychic. Uh, hey, Big Red. Longtime fan and loyal follower of the MM podcast for the past five years. Can't wait for the new podcast t-shirts. I'm picking them up today. Oh, was it a journey with this fucking company? Jesus Christ, it took forever. Forever, for fucking ever. We changed the design a couple times, and then, you know, and then from then on, I don't know what the fuck happened. Um, anyways, he said, I need your advice on how to bring my 58-year-old mom back to reality. Ever since my mom's menopause, my brother and I came to the realization that my mom believes she has the ability to speak and see those whom whom have crossed over to the other side. This has to do with her menopause? I don't don't think... uh, I think you're looking at the wrong end, sir. Uh, She even has no problems pushing her beliefs onto complete strangers. For example... Um, I was having a stressful time during my career. My mom proceeds to pull out these two antenna-like rods shaped like the letter L. While holding the short end of the rods, she proceeds to walk up to meet and the to meet and the rods, M-E-E-T. And the rods move closer together in her hands. She says, I am surrounded by negative activity. Wait a minute, what kind of w- witchcraft are we talking about? While holding the short end of the rod, she proceeds to walk up to meet me, I think is what you meant to say. And the rods move closer together in her hands. I'm going to just just guess that. She says I'm surrounded by negative activity. She then proceeds to make me think of the most positive thoughts I can envision, such as the birth. What the? Dude, you got to finish your sentences. Birth of your son, I guess is what that means. She then steps back. And then while I love how you use the word whom correctly, I'm assuming, and then you can't get this other shit right. She then steps back, and then while I'm su- supposedly thinking positive thoughts, she walks backwards toward me, and the rods slowly separate apart. She comments that the spirits are now in my favor. Like an asshole. I thought of the most depressing thoughts I could just to prove that she was moving the damn rods herself. After pointing it out, my mom freaks out and breaks out crying and yelling, saying how much of a jerk I am, that I w- that I should respect her abilities and they aren't to be toyed with. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She sounds like she's going to stab you with a butter knife. You know what I just thought of? I just thought of misery, like you're going to wake up tied to the bed and she's going to be standing there. With fucking lightning going off in the background. What a fucking... Your mom's a jerk, dude. You busted her for lying. And then she uses the age-old fucking woman... um, Manipulating technique of crying. Right? You should have held her to it. It's like, you're you're yelling at me because you're lying? You lied to me, mom. How could you do that? Put the fucking TV antenna down. All right. Sit down and have a fucking sandwich. What's wrong with you? He says, I love my mom, Bill, and I just want her to come to her senses. Obviously, jokes don't help to persuade her that she isn't Nostradamus. Any advice you or Nia might have would be appreciated. Maybe it's just me, but this whole spiritualism shit feels like a fad. Just like the show Long Island Medium. I don't know that show. Um, Yeah, I I don't know what to tell. I don't know. Is to, does she have a job? Is she sick of her career and she's trying to go the tarot card reading thing? I have no idea. I don't know what to say to you there. But I mean, I would give her shit like, Mom, you you lied to me. All right? You're sitting there saying that uh, you're, you're like you're healing me and you're not. I you know, I don't know. When somebody goes crazy, dude, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You either got to roll with it or you got to. I wouldn't want to bring her to a doctor because God knows they're going to put her all on the latest drugs and use her as a fucking guinea pig. So I might try to avoid that. Um, I don't know, dude. I feel like I'm letting you down here. But I'd rather not give you any advice because I don't have any rather than give you some bad advice. Oh, that freaks out. I love my mom. Any advice you might... How to make her come to her senses? Um... I don't know, why don't you go buy a magic kit and get better at it than she is? And then somehow try to turn her into your student and then just one day just say that she failed and that she needs to go back to being a mom. Just grow out a long beard and start wearing all white and sit fucking Indian style. The lotus position, I believe it's called. And, uh you know, light candles and stuff. That'll give you credibility with her and just tell her that she's... uh you know, she's not good at it. Now that's going to make her cry again. I don't know. No disrespect to Meryl Streep, but they can all do it on command. You know, I'm not saying she's not a good actress and doesn't deserve those fucking shiny trophies, but I, I don't know what to tell you. They just can do it. The drop of a fucking hat. She's sitting there with two TV antennas and the guy, her own son busts her for lying and immediately she can start crying. There's not a guy in the world that could fucking pull that emotion out of their ass like that, or out they their menopause twat? Good, I'm sorry, and I just talked bad about your mom, her uh, post-menopause vagina. Okay, let's let's do. You know what? I think that's a nice segue into this next uh, advertisement. I'm trying to beat two strokes, people. Stamps.com. With the holiday almost here, you don't have time to go to the post office. Traffic, parking, it will be packed with everybody mailing their holiday gifts and packages. So do what I do. Use stamps.com instead. With stamps.com, you can avoid all the hassle, man, of going to the post office during the busy holiday season. Everything you would do at the post office, you can do right at your desk. Buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Print postage for any letter or package the the instant you need it. Then the mailman picks it up so easy and convenient. I use stamps.com to send out all my DVDs, all of my posters, my T-shirts, whatever I'm selling that week. I'm a moron. If I can figure out how to do it, so can you. Right now, get this special offer when you use my last name, Burr, B-U-R-R, for a no-risk trial. Plus $110 bonus offer. Includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr. That's stamps.com. Enter Burr, B-U-R-R. Was that one under? Or was it two? Was there a hiccup in there? I don't think so. Um, E-voice. The holidays are coming. And as a business owner, you know what that means. Crickets. I don't get that. Face it. The next couple of months are the combo. Oh, I get it now. (laughs) Let me read this again. E-voice. The holidays are coming and the... Ah, Jesus Christ. Take Drake. Take Drake. Let me get some water here. Oh God, that's good. E-voice. The holidays are coming. And as a business owner, you know what that means. Crickets. Face it. The next couple of months are the calm before the storm. Now's the time to do something that will dramatically help your 2014. E-voice. E-voice is the simple technology that helps you to make more money. Uh, with evoice toll-free or local numbers call routing tools and a professional dial by name directory your business will look like a million bucks And with evoice if you can if you can't take a call they will transcribe the voicemail and email it to you you'll never be caught off guard again evoice has saving has been saving companies thousands of dollars every month making them more efficient and more productive there's no quicker or easy way to transfer your business transform your business for 2014 and with evoice you can I'm just going to throw my bag of clubs right in the water, and with evoice, you can try it before you buy it. Right now, you can get a 30 day trial to evoice when you go to evoice slash burr or go to billbird.com and click on the evoice banner that's evoice com billboard bill burr, or billboard and click on the evoice banner. Now is the time to take charge of your business and prepare for a productive 2014. Go to evoice.com slash Bill Burr or go to billburr.com and click on the evoice banner for your free 30-day trial. Th- that's evoice.com slash billburr or billburr.com and click on the evoice banner. Jesus fucking Christ, how many times I got to try to say my name? Um, concerned brother. Hey, Bill, love the show. Well, thank you. He says, I got a situation I could use some advice. My sister... Is 16 years old and dating a 22-year-old. What the fuck? Yeah, I got advice. Go out to the goddamn garage and get a fucking shovel. Dig the hole first. Uh, don't do that. I'm not advocating murder. Just bury him alive for a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> they met at a church function. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Dude, this is making me upset. My sister is 16 16 years old, and she's dating a 22-year-old. They met at a church function over a year ago. And even though he lives two states away, they've been keeping in contact. What the fuck, dude? How many more sexual predator red flags do you need? He goes, I just found out my parents have invited him to Thanksgiving this year. Do you live in like the Middle East or something? Is this some sort of custom that is widely accepted in some faraway land? My initial reaction is to beat the shit out of this fucker, creep. Oh, beat the shit out of this fucking creep, sorry. I don't think that that will solve anything in the long run, so I'm trying to keep a level head and be mature about this. But to be honest with you, I haven't got a fucking clue as to what to do. My parents are obviously mentally unstable, and I'm not equipped to to talk sense into a 16-year-old girl, so if you could tell me what to say to this guy... To make them understand in a nonviolent way that this is wrong and needs to stop, I'd appreciate it. See, dude, you're going on the same journey I I, I started. You found out immediately I'm thinking I'm getting a shovel and I'm burying this fucking guy in the ground. But you know, as I know, violence is not the way. He goes, the scariest thing about this is that in this weird-ass church my family belongs to, several of my sister's friends have gotten married at 17 and 18, and that just can't happen here. I know this is a fucked up situation, but I'd be grateful for any help you you have to offer. Thank you and go fuck yourself. Yeah, I would look up uh, some stuff about cults. I would get some professional help on this one, dude. You know, people ask me advice on this, you know it's mu- usually much lighter than this. but dude, you're talking about... God forbid if this guy's hooking up with you, you, you literally have a sex offender on your hands here. Can you get the local authorities involved? Can you call the cops? I mean, I I don't know. I have no idea what to do. I'm afraid if you do something like that, it's going to make her run into his arms even further. What the fuck? Yeah, I I don't know what to do because you can't get violent with the guy. I I don't know. I, I have no idea. And I don't know if you're making a joke about your parents being mentally unstable. Dude, this is like some Dr. Drew shit. Call in Dr. Drew. If you're going to go the show business route, all right? Because he's actually a professional. I'm a fucking idiot, so don't listen to me. But I would try to get some professional help. And with every fiber in my being, I hope that you fucking solve this problem. Because that guy... That guy should be living in a fucking dumpster. The fuck kind of a... What the... you're 22. You know? That's one of those guys... When he's fucking 32, he's still going to be going after 16-year-olds. I fucking guarantee it. That's just fuck. That is fucking creepy. The difference in age between 16 and 22 is a fucking lifetime. That's disgusting. Uh, I don't know, sir. I would get professional help. I'm sorry. There's nothing fucking funny about that at all. Um, all right. From a young lady. Oh, this is great. A woman writing in. I've been trying to get women to write in. But, you know, they probably shut off my podcast because they're decent human beings. From a young lady. Uh, Dear Bill, I'm a 16-year-old. Oh, fuck. We're back to 16-year-old women. I can only guess. You're dating this 22-year-old guy and your fucking, <laughs> your older brother is getting in the way of the relationship? All right. I'm, six, I'm a 16-year-old lady who loves stand-up comedy and it's my dream to do headlining stand-up when I grow up. Currently, I'm taking stand-up classes with blah, blah, blah. Not going to say who at the at the place in this city and this other city. <laughs> Someday, I want to open for you, but I want some advice and a favor. A favor? Oh, jeez. Um, I know that it will take a while for me to be amazing at stand-up. So what should I do when I bomb on stage? Do I just keep bombing? I've only done one stand-up show, but I surprisingly did well. Oh, good for you. You did better than I did. I only did okay. Uh, what should I do after high school? I want to move to L.A. and just do open mic and take classes. It will be hard, though, since I'm not 21. I have to wait outside the clubs, which is so annoying. But if you have a better idea, please tell me uh, because you know what you're talking about. Lastly, the favor. It would be amazing if you did an all-ages show in Los Angeles or San Diego. Thank you for your time. Uh, just so you know, you're the reason I want to do stand-up because you're freaking hilarious. That's, that's great. All right. Well, first of all, you're way ahead of the game. You're only 16 years old. I didn't start until I was almost 24. Um, As far as moving to L.A., I would not do that. I would not do that. I would move to a town. I would probably more, if I was you, I would move to maybe San Francisco. Uh, I would move to a city that has a good comedy scene where you can develop and learn how to be a comedian. And get some momentum going before you try and start in L.A. L.A. is the hardest place, as far as I can tell, in America to start doing stand-up comedy. Because you have all these professional comics who now feel they're ready to take a shot moving to L.A. And they're all getting on stage. And they're having problems trying to get on stage. Or at least I did back in the day. And um, so I would give yourself time to develop. And um, all right, what else did you have? Uh, what did you say? You said, how do, what do you do when you're bombing? Um, bombing is just, that's just a part of it. Um, so what did you say? What should you do if you start bombing on stage? Uh, I don't know. Make fun of the joke that you just told it didn't work. Make fun of yourself. You just got to stand there and take it. And you'll figure out your own way of how to get through it. But when you bomb, don't get down on yourself because it happens to Everybody. I've been working on a bit this whole weekend. It's been, I've been eating my balls on it every fucking night. And it's pissing me off because I know it's funny. I just don't know how to make it funny yet. So that part of it never ends. Uh, what else did you say? What should I do after high school? Don't move to LA. I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise that. I would not advise that. I would advise. I already said what to do. Uh, is that it? Other than that, just fucking write shit that you think's funny? Don't hang out with negative people that bring you down. Don't hang out with other comics who are weirdly competing with you and happy slash resenting your success. You know, get rid of those fucking people. Just hang around positive, motivated people. And then you guys, you create your own shit. Start filming it. And then you come here and you storm the castle. You'll be the new wave. And I'll be wanting to get into your movie. So be on your TV show. All right? So good luck to you. I think that's awesome that you're doing it at 16. You got more courage than I ever had. All right, here we go. Trying to stop masturbating. Well, you're talking to the wrong person. (laughs) Uh, Talking to me about stop masturbating. You might as well talk to Colonel Sanders about stop frying chicken. (laughs) (coughs) Taking the edge off. Bill Buford. Hoping you get the drummer reference. Of course I do. Um, Or is it Beaufort? Beaufort. I was never, like, did he play for Yes? He played for one of those prog bands of the 70s, didn't he? I have no idea. Uh, Big fan of your work, and I thought Bill Buford, right? I used to get him and Alan White confused. I don't know why. Big fan of your work, and I thought I'd get your input on this. I'm trying to stop jerking off. I'm not afraid of going blind or getting hairy palms or any of that shit. I've even read that there are health benefits to masturbating. My, my my primary concern is that I'm beginning to develop premature ejaculation. I've never heard of that. Not premature ejaculation, but by jerking off that you're, well, maybe you know yourself too well. Right there, boom. Right there, boom. you just fucking all over. It's over. Um, I also can't help but feel disgusted whenever I bust one off. Call it Catholic guilt. Yeah, it is Catholic guilt. Um, I don't masturbate on an insane basis only once every two or three days. Jesus Christ, dude. You know, you're like a fucking DH in my world. (laughs) Um, Fucking relief pitcher. Uh, But it's the only sexual activity I'm getting at the moment, and I can't go more than around nine days without an intense urge to do it. Dude, this is really getting too personal for me. I have a small dick and I'm fine with that. Learning to accept that my dick has below a- is below average in length has freed me from my penis envy and it was a disproportionately large weight off my chest. It's the sexual equivalent to the last rap battle in 8 Mile. You can't tell me shit I don't already know, but having a small dick and being a minute man is more than I can take. Yeah, you don't want the combo platter there. Uh, I know that you've advised people to rub one off Rub one out on a different occasion. And I respect that because things definitely come into perspective after you finish masturbating. But can you suggest any method for people who are trying to hold back on choking the chicken? Thanks in advance and go fuck yourself. No, I can't. I can't. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You know? I think if most of the dictators in the world would fucking rub one out or get a goddamn handy from some fucking chick dressed like a nurse... I don't think there'd be any war until like two in the afternoon. Um, I don't know. I, you definitely don't want to just be doing that to yourself. You want to be in some sort of a fucking relationship. Uh, you're fine with having a small dick. As far as that goes, Yeah, I would definitely go downtown first, make sure, you know, she's one up on you and then fucking have at it. But you didn't ask me about that. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, Throwing this one to Dr. Drew again. Trying to hold back, choking. The, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. That's the premature ejaculation thing I think might be a problem. Yeah, it is a problem. You said you don't want that. So I, I would consult a, uh, you guys, you guys are really hitting me with some heavy ones this week. You know? I don't know what to tell you, Do I would, I would contact a uh, therapist, a sex therapist or some shit. Um Let's see, what the fuck would I do? If I was premature ejaculating, uh, I would rub two out. And then I'd take my exhausted dick out, and then I would see, I'd have a go then, see how that happens. That's all I got, right? That's what you get when you listen to a free podcast. That's the kind of advice you get. Um, yeah, I would. I would go to a professional. All right, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, those last two were brutal. Oh, the last two out of three, uh, except for the, uh, the stand-up comedian one was awesome. That was a nice reprieve. Um, anyway, so that's the podcast for this week. I will be tweeting and Facebooking uh, all the final details about the garage uh, sale, the All Things Comedy garage sale, and um, you can call us up, bid on some stuff. It helps the Wounded Warriors project. Oh, I'm also doing a quick spot at the Laugh Factory. Um, for Rob Schneider's show, uh, all the proceeds will be benefiting, um, all the victims and the survivors, I guess I should say of, uh, that typhoon out there in the Philippines. Um, and that's it. That's my week. I got a, I think I got a gig in new Haven this weekend and I'm going to the Harvard Yale game. How fucking awesome is that? I'm going to be probably sitting amongst at least the next three presidents when I go to that game. I'm really looking forward to it. It's one of the first bowls. I think it is the first bowl that was built in this country as far as stadiums. Uh, so I'm really excited to see a game there. I'll be there with, dude, I called it, Paul Verzi. And I'm actually going to bet the Cowboys with him next week just to make this fun, this whole bet, um, him calling it. All right, that's the podcast for this week. Go fuck
2: yourselves. I'll talk to you next week. The dishes Selling me a generation all the while You